From the University of California, Irvine, I'm Sherry Ledbetter, and you're listening to the UCI Podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Doug Haynes, the Vice Chancellor for Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion at UCI, about the one-year anniversary of UCI's Black Thriving Initiative. Vice Chancellor Haynes, thank you for joining me today on the UCI Podcast. Thank you so much, Sherry, for having me. I appreciate it. Let's go ahead and get started. UCI has been taking steps to address anti-Blackness, especially through the Black Thriving Initiative. What are the origins of this initiative? Well, thank you for that question. Um, the origins are both uh, recent, but also longstanding. The more recent origin was just the, the national and global response to the killing of George Floyd that really illuminated the persistence of what's known as systemic racism, the ways in which uh, structures in our society differentially impact Black people and their lives. Um, It's also um, a response by this campus to this national imperative to vigorously advance racial equity. And there's a connection, a longer connection, Um, President Johnson in uh, 1965 uh, came to UCI to break ground on this new campus. And of course, the year before he signed the 1964 Civil Rights Act, and while he was at Irvine um, uh, overseeing the the, uh, breaking ground of the new campus, Congress is deliberating the Voting Rights Act. And so we sort of see this notion of committing the institution to Black thriving, uh, a continuation of our distinctive role as a still very young institution that has a lot to offer to the country and world. That's great. Thank you for that. I'd like to ask, what, what do you mean by the word thriving? You know, I... I the, the word thriving percolated as a result of listening uh, to many campus constituencies, partners, and stakeholders. And this followed Chancellor Gilman's direction to me to develop a real transfer, transformational and ambitious uh, initiative in support of the African-American community at UCI. And we felt that thriving captured not only the aspiration, but more importantly, the attention, the intention, and the attitude, right? Mm -hmm. That we saw this as a way of mobilizing the entire enterprise, Um, uh, both our undergraduates, graduate students, our Uh, faculty employees, our staff employees, our alumni, and communities that we serve locally, nationally, and across the world, um, that we want to be very purposeful in creating conditions for Black people to thrive. Mm -hmm. So that means that we not only are attentive to the more exceptional forms of racism, but we also want to use our knowledge and understanding about the Black experience to create conditions that 
really support and fortify growth and success. Okay. And it, it's, it's, it's really about um, an enduring commitment uh, uh, and that we not only want to, for example, enroll students, we want them to graduate. We not only want them to graduate, we want them to really maximize their potential here. Uh, we not only want to hire black faculty, we want them to do their best work here. We want them to thrive. And, and of course, we're a major employer in Orange County, the second in the county. And of course, we want to draw on the incredible talent of highly qualified black um, applicants and employees. So they really do their best work here and help the campus advance its aspirational goals. Okay, yeah, that's, that's great. Um, so here we are, we're one year into this initiative and it's been a unique year too, uh, in that we were fully remote. How has the Black Thriving Initiative done in its inaugural year? You know, I think that um, it is quite striking that we're already at year one. And in <laughs> fact, we launched on August 25th, um, and today it's September 1. And what, what's so striking is the, the campus and the community, I think, have demonstrated what I regard as a, a mindfulness in support of Black thriving in a lot of ways. And I have to give credit here to Chancellor Gilman because were it not for his leadership uh, and expectation that we do something ambitious and transformational, we wouldn't have gotten this far. Right? Mm -hmm. We asked a lot of the campus uh, and we still do and continue to. And the response has been incredibly gratifying and important. And so what are some highlights? Well, first and foremost, there's three platforms that we use to realize Black thriving. The first is change the culture, right? Mm -hmm. And change the culture is about being accountable for promoting a Black thriving university. And so we were stunned by the fact that over 1,500 people signed the Black thriving pledge for expectations. Mm -hmm. right? But 1,500 people did that. And almost a little more than half uh, provided a testimonial explaining why they signed the pledge. Um, I think the uh, uh, I think other- I, he I hear one of our pledge signers now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's powerful. The And so that, that uh, pledge really, uh, was quite impressive by the number of people who responded. But in addition to that, and in the spirit of accountability to begin with understanding, we also launched a suite of modules entitled Anti-Blackness in the United States. And there too, we were extremely, uh, I think, gratified by the response. Uh, several hundred people completed at least one of these modules uh, for nearly um, uh, 4,000 uh, um, active learning uh, uh, hours. Um, and so I think those two examples sort of illustrate how the Black Thriving Initiative is connecting with our current employees, our undergraduate, graduate students, faculty, and staff. And I think that's very valuable. 
And still another, I think, positive development is that we're really moving on the recommendations of the campus safety committee Mm -hmm. to realign our campus police department with the campus commitment to inclusive excellence. And that's a very consequential um, uh, 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 commitment in part because policing um, was is very much a part of the national conversation. And of course, it was the focal point uh, in terms of the response to the killing of George Floyd. And as President Drake has indicated in his own campus safety plan, um, we have an opportunity to reimagine campus safety in ways that the entire community feels that they're a part of not only a community, but that they're safe and that they're treated with respect and dignity. And so just in the uh, change the culture uh, pillar, I think we're, we have some considerable momentum and I'm very optimistic for the coming academic year. The second pillar is leverage the mission. And we are a great public research university that's committed to, to education. And so we've done two major uh, uh, initiatives. The first is the uh, uh, Black Thriving Cluster Hiring Program. And the campus committed uh, uh, up to 10 or more FTE for the purpose to augment our research and teaching activity around understanding and advancing the Black experience and um, the drivers of well-being and support of Black communities. And uh, Provost uh, uh, Hal Stern announced the first recipient of a cluster, and that was for environmental health disparities. Um, And that involves public health engineering anthropology. uh, And it's a pretty impressive uh, launch of what would be a very exciting uh, search for four new uh, faculty. And each cluster receives a $150,000 augmentation for programming in support of BTI. The second major development, and this is also a a direct investment, the campus launched the Inclusive Excellence Term Chair Program. And that recognized incumbent faculty who've made distinguished contributions to a designated theme. And so the inaugural theme is Black Thriving. And I was particularly delighted um, by the announcement that the five inaugural term chair fellows really represent a broad uh, distribution of faculty activity that advances Black thriving. Uh, There are faculty chairs in the Murrah School of Business, uh, in the Department of History, in the School of Humanities, in the School of Law, uh, in the School of Social Ecology, as well as the School of Social Sciences. And these term chairs are three-year appointments and each chair receives $30,000 a year. Mm. And so that's another example of how the campus is mobilizing its research and teaching capacity to elevate attention to understanding the Black experience and the drivers of well-being. That is a lot. It sure is. I really, this is, it's amazing how much um, has been accomplished so far, again, in a, a unique year, the remote environment, and, and just getting back to your initial comment on the pledge and the modules, um, that almost strikes me as there was a yearning 
out there for by by individuals who wanted to get involved or wanted to learn or wanted to do something. And by providing them some of these tools, they just they just jumped on. So um, yeah, the, the appetite seems to be there. I, I and I agree, and I think it's it's it is extremely uh, rewarding because it highlights that we are also a university within a university. Um, <laughs> right. And there are many learners. Um, and what was so powerful about these modules is that we created a psychologically safe space for people who were curious, who wanted to do something but didn't know what, who didn't want to make a mistake. And so these modules really provided a way for a very diverse group of campus members to learn together. They learned about, for example, the black protest tradition, or why are people protesting in the streets? Still another module focused on why is it necessary in the 21st century for black people to protest in the streets that black lives matter? And so that module looked at the structures and mechanisms that devalue black people that really get at the heart of systemic racism. And then the third really is about creating the competencies around authentic allyship. And I think the, uh, the group of three modules really prepared folks to really learn more and to sort of relate more to black people and black communities. Yeah, I, you know, just an editorial from myself here, I was fortunate enough to take a couple of those modules and it's no small commitment. It's 10 weeks. And uh, for, for those people listening who are remote, full-time still, um, it's really a great way to connect, not only, not only with people, just in general, but with it, they truly are diverse. It's faculty, staff, and students taking these courses. Mm-hmm. And um, from all different walks of life, background, uh, skin color, you know, age, you name it. And it's just, it's a great way to, um, to just hear other perspectives about the same issue. Everybody's kind of coming at it differently. I I really benefited from that. So editorial comment aside, um, (laughs) (laughs) you've talked a little bit about the faculty uh, cluster hiring program and the term chairs. And I'd like to switch to students uh, quickly and just Um, you know, one of the key goals of the Black Thriving Initiative was to make UCI a first choice for prospective Black students. Mm -hmm. And how are you measuring the success of that goal? Well, this also was another record year. And so for the past three years, UCI was and is among the top three destination campuses for Black California high school uh, seniors. And this past year was no different. What is particularly noteworthy about the fall 2021 is that the campus admitted a record number of highly qualified Black uh, California high school seniors, as well as transfer students. Indeed, there was nearly a 35% increase in in the, uh, indeed, there was, indeed, there was nearly a 35% increase in year-over-year admissions, which is quite consequential. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we led the entire UC system in the size of the change year over year. And we're optimistic that out of the 900 admits, uh, we believe that a substantial number will say yes mm-hmm. and enroll. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think we hope that they are enrolling because of the reputation of the campus as a top 10 public research university. Uh, it's remarkable programs. But more than that, the Black Thriving Initiative provides a real compelling reason for coming to UCI, that we are committed to their success. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in preparation, um, we also uh, launched uh, the Black Thriving Scholars Program. And this is really a reflection of the level of support uh, from the campus community. During UCI Giving Day in April 2021, we raised a little over $10,000 to fund 10 um, uh, scholarships for continuing students. And this fundraising effort is just the start. But part of the reason we wanted to reach out to the UCI community to help support the Black Scholars Program is that it's not enough to admit. It's not enough to enroll. It's particularly important to invest in the success of our students. Uh, This is true for those who are first generation and or low income. Mm -hmm. It also symbolically communicates to people that they're valuable, that we are connecting the future of UCI to your success, to the success that you bring to your family, to the success that you bring to your community in Orange County and across the state of California and indeed across the country. Right, so it really, it elevates everything it touches. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, let's switch gears to one more uh, population group. <laughs> and I'd like to ask you, how has the Black Thriving Initiative developed new connections or even strengthened old ones with black communities off campus? Yeah, I think it's had a, a twofold effect. The first is I think black serving organizations of one form or another really mobilized in response to the racial reckoning that was sweeping across the country, Uh, both to bear witness to forms of systemic racism everywhere in US society and Orange County is no exception But in doing that, they also provided solutions, solutions to create a far better society. And because of that, we are able to partner with a group of uh, organizations in Orange County and uh, the greater Orange County area through what's called the OC Community Fund uh, African-American Alliance. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were very fortunate to apply for funding uh, through the African-American Alliance to promote entrepreneurship, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, That's open to everyone, but with a focus of creating entrepreneurship and innovation 
that really affects black communities in very concrete ways. Uh, there were a number of organizations, including UCI, that were funded to the African-American Alliance, and they cover a wide range of uh, not-for-profits, uh, uh, mentoring for K through 12 students, college preparation, uh, also uh, ways of engaging with communities uh, to promote wellness, uh, to address food insecurity. And I think um, uh, these and other organizations really speak to the breadth of the non-for-profit community and their interests in creating a society in which Black people thrive. Mm -hmm. That's great. And that, it sounds like this can just only continue to grow, really. That's right. That's right. So here's here's the money question. What are the plans for year two? You know, year two is important in and of itself because it's important to remember that the Black Thriving Initiative is not a reaction. It's a very deliberate response. And so we'll be continuing some of the programs that we launched last year. The uh, Black Thriving Pledge. We want to grow engagement. Uh, uh, the Black Thriving Modules and Anti-Blacks United States. We want to in increase participation across the campus, particularly at a time when our students and our and our career staff and faculty are returning to campus. Mm -hmm. um, we also want to continue to implement the recommendations for campus safety. So that's more continuity. Um, we want to um, uh, uh, recruit and fill those faculty slots for environmental health disparities. We're going to make another call for proposals uh, from the faculty uh, uh, to support Black thriving um, in faculty hiring. Um, we also want to grow on the experience of the School of Humanities that uh, really pioneered a, a, a pilot recruitment strategy. And so four departments in the School of Humanities um, uh, decided to focus their um, recruitment efforts on a broad theme around Black studies. And it had a remarkable impact. Um, it yielded a record number of graduate students highly qualified and it really showed that creating a cohort model, even across different academic school uh, departments can actually create a community, a critical mass that can really play a very constructive way in their success. And so we hope to see other examples of that across the campus. Um, we're hopeful and optimistic that the LEAD ABC, that's Leadership Education in Advancing Diversity um, for African, Black, and Caribbean communities, will continue its great work in the School of Medicine. Uh, for two years in a row, uh, uh, LEAD ABC has had a very uh, important role in increasing the number of applications and, and enrollments uh, to the School of Medicine. Um, uh, there's also the Black Management Association that we uh, are very encouraged in terms of their growth and vitality. We, we also want to sort of focus our attention on creating 
um, uh, a career, transparent career opportunities for uh, black staff. And so we're now developing a pilot program uh, uh, that's entitled um, Staff Equity Fellows that really will serve as a agent of culture change, particularly in promoting diversity, equity, inclusion uh, in hiring and in staff careers. Um, uh, and then of course, uh, uh, finally, we wanna to continue to raise funds. We wanna to continue to partner. Uh, and we wanna do that because we're very serious about becoming the nation's foremost destination for black people to thrive. Um, we feel that we're in a very strong position to realize that. We have a record number of admits and applications. Uh, we're seeing growth in our graduate student population. Uh, we've had two successive years of double digit hiring of black faculty. We sort of feel that the momentum is moving in the right direction. And of course, the key word for year two is accelerating momentum. Now, it certainly sounds like there's, there's plenty of momentum and we will look forward to uh, watching and participating in year two. Terrific. Uh, do you think other universities and colleges will, fo will follow UCI's model? I think the short answer is yes. Hmm. And I believe the, I believe this model is not only distinctive in the higher education landscape, it's an imperative. At the core of the Black Thriving Initiative is moving racial equity to the center of the mission of our nation's universities. It's about being purposeful, being mindful, bringing the attention, intention, and attitude to creating a culture for Black people to thrive. It's legal for Black people to thrive. And I think the Black Thriving Initiative provides a model for enabling people of goodwill to enact that. Last question for you today. How can members of the UCI community demonstrate their own commitment to Black thriving? Thank you for that. And, and I think it's an appropriate final question. First and foremost, learn. Visit our website, um, the Black Thriving Initiative um, at the Office of Inclusive Excellence, um, and just engage with our programming, right? Mm. And so accountability begins with understanding. We have educational programs that are free, that are open to faculty, staff, and faculty, and alums. Two, engage with our leverage the mission, our suite of programs, events, lectures, workshops, seminars. They're open to everyone. We have a significant amount of content on our website for the those who are just exploring and those that are particularly dedicated. And finally, you can sign up for the pledge. Mm. You can enroll in the modules. You can participate where you are. You don't have to do everything, but please do something. And if you do something, align it with the purpose of the Black Thriving Initiative, involve yourself in the programming, sign the pledge, take the courses. And if your heart is so moved, contribute 
the Black Thriving Initiative. Vice Chancellor Haynes, I want to thank you for speaking with me today. Thank you so much. For more information, you can visit UCI's Office of Inclusive Excellence and click on the link for the Black Thriving Initiative. The UCI podcast is a production of Strategic Communications and Public Affairs at the University of California, Irvine. I'm Sherry Ledbetter. Thank you for listening.